Good morning, everybody. I'm going to say that again. Good morning, everybody. All right, come on, stand up. Let's start and kick it off. Celebrating who God is, worshiping together.
to do. Oh, Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for your presence. We're thankful that we can come together, Lord. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for the things that you can do um, in our lives together as we just sing to you in unity, as we align ourselves with what your word says and what you've called us to do and what you've asked us to do. God, I pray today that we can all just collectively just take a deep breath in from your spirit and just know that this is a place where you have come to remind us of your love. You have come to remind us of our purpose and our calling. And I pray that, Lord, nothing would stop that from happening this morning, that we would just be open to receive from you and know that it is a safe thing, that it is a, um, that is, is a beautiful thing it's a thing that our hearts crave, even if we don't even realize it. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would just receive from you this morning and openly praise and give you every piece of ourselves this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, everybody. You guys may have a seat for a moment. Wow, there's a lot of people out there today, too. Hi, everybody in the overflow. If you guys in here could wave to them and say sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It is just as real. We're all together. We love you. We love you. All people online, thank you for joining us uh, and, and joining with us today. Today is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to explain what that means in just a moment. But all I have to say is I'm expecting God to do big things today. How about you? That's right. That's right. That's why we come, right? Why would we come if you didn't expect to meet the living God here today? And so we're going to do just that. But I, before we jump right into the heart of this service, I just wanted to let you guys know a few things going on. Uh, so number one, uh, there are a variety of ways, as always, to connect with us as a church. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you just want to reach out and develop a relationship with us, staff, we have a variety of different ways to connect, whether Instagram, Facebook, or download our mobile app. Um, by the way, we'll have some different creative ways to use our app today uh, that we'll be talking about in a moment. Um, or you can just simply shoot me an email, kirk at trinitynr.org, and we'd be happy to connect with you that way. Um, next, I want to guys let you know, for married folk in here or those who are engaged, uh, there is a marriage night next, this upcoming Saturday, 19th, from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. It's a one-night live-streamed event uh, snacks, prizes, it's about 30 bucks a couple. Uh, if you want to register for that, we would encourage you to do so by today. So we have a good uh, sense of the number of people who are coming. And you can register on our website, trinitynr.org. Second, all ladies in here, raise your hand. All right. Ladies out there, raise your hand. All right, make sure you can hear me. Um, there are women's Bible studies are starting up soon, soon, soon. We have three different studies going on in a variety of times, days, places, some online, some in person. As a variety, hopefully there's something that fits just about everybody. Um, we have those available. Uh, Teresa Larkin, our women's director, will be outside by the table after service. Is that correct, Teresa? Um, so that you can talk to her, sign up all you want. Obviously, the, her email address is there as well if you'd like to sign up that way. Last but not least, and this one's for the kids. All right? Kids and youth are starting up two weeks from today. Yes. Yes. So Kids Church will begin at 11 a.m. That is our second service. So in two weeks from today, we're switching to two services, 8.30 and 11. 
but only at the 11 a.m. service will there be kids and youth programs or middle school programs available. Um, In order, though, for us to have kids programs available during second service, we need some volunteers. We need some folks who can step up and say, hey, yeah, I'd be willing to uh, teach the kids downstairs. And of course, uh, Miss Leanne Ray, our children's director, way out in the distance over there, um, she has plenty of safety protocols. You know, we thought she has an awesome plan for how to do this in the most safe way possible for parents and kids. Um, so we can talk to her, but we, we need some folks to step up and say, hey, yeah, I'd be willing uh, to potentially accommodate 30 and then during the second service serve downstairs teaching our kids. Um, so in order to pull that off, we absolutely need some folks who are willing to step up for that. And you can reach out to Leanne Ray. During the second service, we also have middle school uh, services. Um, you guys will not start up here. I know last year middle school kids started in the service and then went downstairs after the worship set. This time, we're going to have all middle schoolers go straight down, or not straight down, over to the ministry center. Um, instead of coming in here, all middle school students will go straight to the ministry center at 11 a.m. Again, in two weeks. Um, and just so you guys know, for all middle school, high school students, every Friday night, we're, we're going to have youth groups starting this Friday night. Uh, the middle school will have their own group. The, the uh, high schools will have their own group, two separate groups, but meeting at the same time. If, you don't, if you're not a part of Pastor Matt's email list, I encourage you to jump on that or to reach out to him. M-A-T, not two T's. Two T's that would bounce back. Single T. M-A-T at trinitynr.org if you would like to join that mailing list as part of that. And also, for all young adults in here, there's no age limit, right? It's just if you think you're a young adult. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a young adult group uh, that is meeting again tonight um, at his house. At what time? Seven. Seven. Pastor Matt's house is right across the parking lot over the fence. Show up at 7 tonight. There's going to be a great group meeting there. Now, today, we are kicking off a week of prayer and fasting as a church. In other words, prayer and fasting is simply a way that we as the people of God set apart time and space. And we talked about last week how fasting uh, may mean that we give up food or media, or video games, or whatever it might be. Something that causes us to stop and say, you know what? I'm going to deny myself in some way for either a week, a day, a couple days, in order to make myself more aware of my need for God. That's exactly what fasting is. And it's amazing. Anybody who's ever tried it in here, you know the power that it has. To, to cause you to all of a sudden zero in and become more sensitive to the voice of God. Because we need to hear the voice of God now more than ever. Can I get an amen? And so, we are kicking off today a prayer service. Where this is an interactive service. And I encourage you, we come in here because we expect God to do something. We don't come in here as a religious exercise just to make us feel good just to give us a temporary fleeting feeling of peace. We come in here because we meet, there's a real living God who wants to connect with you, who wants to change your life, and wants to move through you to change somebody else's life. That is who our God is. 
And that is why we come in here and we pray today. So today's service is going to be a bit more interactive than normal. No, I won't. If you don't know already that you're coming up here, you're not coming up here to pray. So don't worry about that, right? Like I'm not going to call anybody up last minute and make you pray in front of anybody. That's not happening. Um, But we are, in your own way, where you are, going to offer various times throughout this service for you to respond in your own way. This is not a passive experience. It's an active one. Where first we're going to be looking at the majesty and the glory of God. As a church, we say our mission is we want to be rooted in Jesus. We're going to start by looking at the majesty and who our God is. Next, we're going to pray for our relationships with one another as a church. Because we're called to be unified with each other. And right now, more than ever, I believe that the enemy of God wants to divide his people. And so we're going to be praying for unity with one another. And then we're going to be praying for our community. We're going to be praying for various groups and people within our community. So, do you expect God to do something today? Are you sure? He says, ask, knock, seek. Right after Jesus got done giving us the Lord's Prayer, which so many of us know and have memorized, he actually said, Ask, seek. In other words, I actually meant you to believe that. (laughs) To believe that. To expect for that. So, I encourage you all, if you could, right where you are, just to start off. Let's just start by standing. Shelby's going to open us up in prayer. And then we're going to declare who our God is. Yeah, just like Kirk was saying, this is not meant to be a passive experience or a passive morning. We want to create, we we believe that the Lord wanted us to create space this morning for us to individually spend time reflecting on God, who who he is, who he's called us to be, and the things in our hearts that maybe are weighing on us or concerning us. This is a place for us to do that so that we can have the courage and the strength and the hope to live the things that he wants us to live through the rest of the week, right? So I just, I invite you, if you're comfortable, just where you are, just close your eyes, open your hands, and I'm just going to invite us in a prayer. And just to yourself, you can just reflect on these words. Lord Jesus, I invite you this morning. I invite you to show me who you are. I ask that you would reveal yourself to me, maybe in ways that I've never known. I just pray, God, that I would not be afraid of what you want to show me because you are love. And your presence is good. And your presence is safe. And your presence is real. I pray, God, that this morning would be a morning that we can be aware of you in ways that maybe we have been asleep. I pray that you would awaken us, God, to understand your word in ways that maybe we never have. That you would unify us in ways that you never, that we've never experienced. And that we would be so completely available to that because we can trust you. Because you're a good father and you do all things well. And so, Lord, as we praise you and as we worship you and as we give you our focus in our hearts, God, we come expecting. We come expecting.
become expecting, God. We come expecting because we are making ourselves available to the God of heaven who stepped down to make a way for us. That's no small thing. We want to make a big deal about you this morning, Jesus. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. I pray that no agenda of ours would get in your way, that we would just make room for you to do what only you can do, Lord. In your name I pray, amen.
As we continue our prayer and worship, I just want to invite you, uh, in here or in the overflow, um, whatever you need to do right now to create spiritual space for yourself. Sit down, stand up, whatever that looks like for you. And I know sometimes we skid in here, maybe I'll just speak for myself, at the end of a really busy week. And so I want to just slow everything down from a spiritual standpoint, from an emotional standpoint. And we want to create that space and create a, just a, a period right now of silence, which is going to seem like 20 minutes for you and God. Vertical. I want to block out the horizontal, block out the noise, block out the busyness, and just create space for you and God right now. And what I want you to do is I want you to reflect, this will be difficult, on all of the things in your life that you trust more than God. And I'm going to reflect on all of the things in my life that I trust more than God. And then we're going to lift all of that up together and put it right at the throne of God himself. So would you enter into that period with me now? Close your, I encourage you to close your eyes. I'm going to say a few words, give some period of silence, and then I'm going to pray over you guys as you stay in that silence. And then we will read a passage of Scripture together. But Father, would you silence the world around us that we may hear your spirit speak within us. In your grace and in your mercy, would you reveal to us now all of the stuff, all of the things, people even, that we elevate over you, that we put our trust in more than you, that we turn to before we turn to you. You reveal that to us now. are you, Father. You are the way maker. You are redeemer and rescuer 
You are creator and restorer. You are not just powerful, you are all powerful. That is who you are. Your love is stronger than the rejection of our past, and it is more certain than anything in our future. You are faithful when we are not. That is who you are. You are totally and completely sovereign. You are sovereign over cancer and all disease. You're sovereign over COVID and the protests and the riots and the division and the rulers and the powers and the authorities and the debates and the election. That is who you are. You are better and greater than the sum total of all of our fears, all of our anxiety, all of our depression, all of our loneliness, all of the addiction, all of the sin, the lust, the pride, the pain, the struggle, the challenge, the exhaustion. You are better than and greater than our need to be right at the expense of the command to extend compassion. Father, you are absolutely sovereign and you are absolutely in control. There is not a day you have not been on your throne. Therefore, you are absolutely trustworthy. You never break a promise. Your will can never and will never be thwarted. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, would you do a mighty work in me and in us that would, we would be a people marked by trust in you and in you alone. Father, not trust in ourselves. Not trust in our ability, but in your power and in your strength. And would we one by one surrender all of our idols to you? Surrender any perceived control that we think we have over to you? Would we surrender our very lives over to you? You are worthy. That is who you are. Amen. Would you join me now in the reading of Ephesians 3? I pray that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen me with power through your spirit in my inner being, so that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith. And I pray that I, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that I may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of you. Now to you, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to your power that is at work within us, to you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
You guys may have a seat for just a moment. You know, right, what we just read out of Ephesians chapter 3. Paul wrote that as he was sitting in that jail cell in Rome that we talked about last week. His ability to believe that God could do immeasurably more than all he could ask or think while he was in a jail cell. It just shows that our faith is never hindered by our circumstances, is it? In fact, we know a God who is greater than all of that. Well, I want to read a passage for us as we transition to this next portion of prayer. Uh, that it comes right after that. Right after this point that we just prayed. Saying that God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. So basically expect Him for big things, right? That's who He is, that's what He does. But I want to read us this next part that comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I'm actually going to read it because I think this is a different translation than I have. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort, everybody say every effort, to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one spirit, I'm sorry, one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Can you go back to the previous verses? Make every effort. Why do you think Paul needed to say that? Because, yes, because the people of God, we forget that. We are so quick. I don't know how many denominations there are in the world right now. I think last I heard 26,000. I mean, who even knows anymore? And some of that is legitimate, but a lot of it's not. It seems as if there is a force at work looking for reasons to divide the church consistently. And as we are entering an election season, do you think it might be an agenda of the enemy of God now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But if you notice, what does Paul say is the secret to unity? Maybe it's not a secret at all, because he just says it straight up. He says, humility, gentleness, 
patience, bearing with one another. I don't know about you, but as I read those verses, it's easy for me to look out and say, yeah, well, those people over there need to start thinking about unity. And also when I read that, I realized there's been pride. I've been impatient. I've been edgy. I've held bitterness. Lord, forgive me. I've been part of the division in the church myself. But he says, make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And I know that we, this is an awesome church. This is a great church. I'm so proud of you guys and the way that God is moving in and through your lives and the way that you're consistently looking up even during difficult times. But we're also human beings. And I know that for us, as well as anybody else, there's always the temptation to want to let bitterness rule our hearts, to let judgment be the framework through which we see other people, to allow ourselves to treat others differently simply because they do not agree with us on one issue or maybe another. But God says, the most important thing about you and me is that we are followers of Christ. That we have one faith, one baptism, one Lord, one body. And so this is the moment that I want to give all of us as Mark continues to play. Well, we're going to play a song that I don't know, maybe you know, maybe you don't. But I encourage you just to stay seated where you are and just allow the Lord to search your heart. I've been allowing him to search mine, and I'm going to continue to pray, Lord, continue to search mine. But God, is there any bitterness, edginess, anger, frustration, fear, anxiety? Is is there a group of people that, Lord, I just really have a tough time loving those people? That God, there's a group of people that I just assume I already understand them instead of actually trying to love them. Because you know as well as I do, The two greatest commands that we have as followers of Christ is to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. That we would be people marked by love. We would be known as disciples of Christ by our what? Love. And so I want to just let go of anything that is keeping us from loving one another here. This is the time and place to just let that go. And in turn, after you've done that, Continue to pray that the Lord would just move among us. Because as Jesus says, Lord, Jesus prayed in John 17, may they be one as we are one, meaning the triune God, that the world may know that you sent me. Our unity is a witness to the world. So as we sing this next song, just wherever you are, seated. If you want to stand up, of course you can. But I just want you to take this moment just to reflect to let God search our hearts, lay whatever you want down, and then continue to pray into the unity of our church community and the capital C Church, Universal.
Lord Jesus, we take all that is not of you and we lay it before you. God, this season has revealed so many of my weaknesses, and I do not like that. It is so exposing. But Lord, you do not reveal our weaknesses to shame us, but to cleanse us. That your spirit might blow through the caverns of our souls, ridding us of all pride, all jealousy, all trauma, pain, falsehood. God, we are, we've been quick to believe many lies. We've been quick to believe that we are only as valuable as people say we are, or only as valuable as what we accomplish, or only as safe as we are in control. Lord, we call those things out as lies. And we say we are valuable because you say we are. <laughs> and you're a God of love, who though we did not deserve it, going totally against the whole earning thing, though we did not deserve it, you sent your son to die, that by grace we might be saved. And by faith we receive that, we believe that, and we count that true of ourselves. And so yet again, Lord, your gospel, the good news of Jesus, confronts all the things in our hearts and our lives that are not of you and continues to cleanse us. They might be completely and totally yours. And as you do that work within each of us individually, God, it naturally flows out in unity with one another. One spirit, one faith, one body, one baptism, one Lord and Savior over all. So, Spirit of God, have your way. Bond us as a church tighter than ever. Even if we don't see things the same. Even if we didn't grow up the same. Even if we didn't have the same issues. Even if, even if we, we, we're not really sure if we like each other's style. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Lord, may we be bonded as your people together because we have one Spirit. And may you place a tenacity a perseverance, a, determinative, a, determi a determination, that's what I'm looking for, God, that we might hold on, be eager to maintain unity. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing here and among us. Fall afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys may have a seat. we've taken time to remember that God is our anchor, that we find our identity in him, that everything about us grows from him as our roots up from there, and that we live to revolve around him in worship. We just spent some time reflecting on maintaining unity, building unity together as God's people through every effort, not just coasting along hoping for it, but through every effort with humility, striving for gentleness. Now we want to let all that kind of that love come from God to us, grow among us, but then go outward. We want to spend some time praying for our community and beyond. This past spring and summer, we read through the book of Acts, and right at the beginning of that, the theme verse uh, in the first chapter was that the early Christians were called to be the witnesses of Jesus in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we still have a similar call. 
to be witnesses to who Jesus is with our words and with our deeds, with our conversations, with everything we do to all the people around us who might see us. So we want to take some time praying for our communities and even farther out to our country and to the world. I'm going to invite up some people to lead us in prayer for different areas, for different people. There'll be some space between that where you can pray right from your seat. Uh, and during that, we'll have some prompts up on the screen if you want to use that as a guide to pray. So first, I want to invite up Stephanie Moriberry to lead us in prayer for our schools, our teachers, and our students. schools to you. Your word says, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I pray that whether learning remotely, in a hybrid model, or in person, you will foster an environment of healthy learning, that your presence will permeate the lives of every learner, not just academically, but socially, emotionally, mentally, and especially spiritually, Lord. Father, I pray for the teachers, from the classroom instructors, both in person and virtual, and the homeschooling parents that will serve in that role as well. Give them discernment and wisdom. Teach them to know when and what to teach and how. And above all, give them comfort and peace. Show them that you're there with them. And finally, Lord, I just... Pray for your protection from any physical or spiritual attacks that the enemy may make on our schools, learning, teachers, or students. I pray you command your angels concerning them to guard them in all their ways. We surrender to you in Jesus' name. Please take a moment to pray silently in your own way as the Spirit directs you. you all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Now I want to invite up Derek Fullerton to lead us in prayer for our nation and for our government leaders. Lord, I'd like to lift up all the leaders across our nation and our world, Lord. We're in a different time, Lord. We're all trying to struggle and figure out what's right from wrong, Lord. But you're our compass, Lord. And may we always keep that compass pointed to you so that the decisions we make as leaders will be for your people and your sheep. I pray for the future, Lord this coming season, Lord, with what we have with the pandemic, Lord, and the elections, Lord. And I just look back at the Bible, Lord, and I see all the things and all the people, you know, intertwined 
You know, the good with Abraham and Moses and David, Lord, and then some of the bad with Saul and Nebuchadnezzar and, <clears throat> and Pontius Pilate and Herod and all the people, Lord, <clears throat> and all the people who just tried to follow, Lord. But as we saw, you were in it and you delivered and you brought your people to where they wanted to be and that you will continue to do that for our nation, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we as people like Peter, when Jesus said, feed my sheep. I pray, Lord, that we are the moral compass for those around us, Lord, <clears throat> that as I, as a government official, Lord, and other government officials, I pray that you put us in places, Lord, to be that moral compass, Lord, for the people in our communities. And I pray, Lord, that the people of Trinity, Lord, and the people <clears throat> that know your faith, Lord, continue to use your word, Lord, um, your book, and not Facebook, but your book, the Bible, Lord, to lead in a way of love, Lord. As Kirk said, Lord, to love our neighbors, Lord. And when we start to love our neighbors, maybe those neighbors will be the leaders in your communities and the nation that will see the difference that we can make. And I just put our trust in you, Lord, and we know that you uh, are the ultimate uh, seat of judgment, Lord. And you know the beginning and the end. You're the Alpha and the Omega. So I just pray, Lord, that you give the Holy Spirit um, that is, is breathed into each government official, Lord, and local, state, national, and through this election, Lord, <clears throat> and through this pandemic, Lord, so we can all be on the same compass, Lord. Bless us, Lord, be with us, and may your light shine upon us as a nation, Lord, and as your people, and may we love one another. So I just pray, Lord, um, um, that we take a moment of silence and look at the screen, Lord, and pray the things that are listed there for our local um, and public officials. Thank you for, your, for who you are, Lord, and what you're going to do with this country and this world, Lord. Again, we know that you'll come down and see us again, Lord Jesus, and we just put our hope and our faith in that, Lord, and may we just be the love to other people through this time and not the trouble. So bless us and be with us. Amen. I'm going to invite up Russell Segrist now to lead us in prayer for frontline workers. As we enter into this time of prayer for people on the front line and those giving their lives and service to people who are in need or in danger, um, I just want to um, bring to mind a, a list of people that we talk about our policemen and our firemen and our paramedics, our nurses and our doctors, but it takes a multidisciplinary team. Uh, it takes literally a village to support the people that, that are getting better and need help. So um, as we enter into this time of prayer, I just, um, if it seems too big to uh, figure out where to pray, just bring to mind someone that you know that is in service in one of these areas. So we bring to mind police officers, firemen and women, paramedics, dispatchers, physicians, nurses, nursing assistants, 
physician, physical therapist, occupational therapist, social worker, mental health workers, psychologist, psychiatrist, those who work within clinical settings serving food and taking care of those who need to eat, those environmental in environmental services and housekeeping, receptionists and transport staff, respiratory therapists. Lord, we lift all those who give themselves to your service, Lord, whether they know it or not, to your service, that they give themselves at the bedside, Lord, to care for the sick and the needy. Lord, those who um, are vulnerable, I pray, Father, that you would give them your strength, Lord, that you would renew compassion, Lord. I pray, Father, that um, you would look after their safety, that you would anoint their hands and their feet, Lord. We give you thanks for their service, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you just come into this time of silence, Lord, that you would bring to mind places where we could be praying for people, Lord. The people that, Lord, we know that are in need, Lord. The organizations that we know that are in need. Thanks for these men and women. And Father, I just ask that the Holy Spirit would just uh, descend on us now, Lord, and show us where we can be frontline workers, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd bring to mind our gifts, Lord, where we stand in that team that could help another person, Lord. I pray that you open our eyes to the needs of those around us, Lord, that you'd lend courage, Lord, where there's fear to reach out, Lord. That, God, you would help us to step beyond our own comfort zones, Lord, to uh, support those that are in need, Lord. Thank you so much for the opportunity to serve. Thank you that you have given us the opportunity to be you, represent you to other people, Lord. And I pray, Father, that um, we would also meet you in those that we re reach out to, Lord. I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Now I want to invite up Leslie and Larry Welch to pray for those who don't know Jesus yet, whether they're our family members, our friends, those in our community, those we just want to be able to experience that life-changing impact of coming to know God's love and just being transformed by a relationship with Jesus. I just pray um, that this comes across the way I feel the Lord wants it to come across. Um, I don't know, sometimes when you read a scripture and then you read it again and the Holy Spirit just really quickens it so much to your heart. And in the book of Matthew 10, 7, the Lord Jesus said, as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus states that as we go, we are to do these things in our everyday lives. Certain scriptures have encouraged me to reach the lost, and my husband Larry also. Oh, my <laughs> there you are. Um, <laughs> uh, 
um, in one of them, the Ephesians 1, when God said he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I love that because he has blessed us. He has given us these things by his Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There are challenges that the enemy will do to us when we're trying to share with people about Jesus. And one of those things, he did it to Eve in the garden. And he said to Eve, did God really say you weren't supposed to eat of that tree? He puts into question God's word. He does that to us when we try to reach the lost. In the wilderness, our savior, the enemy came to our savior and said, if you are the son of God, he put that question into his head, his identity. He does that to us, and he makes us think we're inadequate to share the gospel. He's a liar. He's a liar. He will also try to get us to question ourselves as we share the gospel, but he is defeated. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. The very power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in us. We are seated with him, remember, in heavenly places. Let's say it again, that same scripture. Lord, as I go, I will preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I will heal the sick. I will cleanse the lepers. I will raise the dead. I will cast out demons. I have freely received from you, Lord. I will freely give. Father, please give us compassion. Please give us fire in our belly for the lost. Amen. I just want to first, whoa. Thank everybody. Uh, Leslie and I just moved to this area a year and a half ago, and we checked out a lot of churches. And the love that you have made us come to this church, so thank you. Why do I always get a mess <laughs> um, Lord, just give us a new fire, a hunger, and a desire for the lost. Because that love that's here, that love that's today, in this place, that we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, that we take it from this place and we bring it out to the lost, to the people in the streets, to people who are confused, people who do not know who you are. They need to know who you are. Leslie and I made a decision at the beginning of the summer that once a week we would just walk Hampton Beach and we would talk to people about the love of God. And what we have discovered is amazing. But people out there, they're lost, they're lonely, they're hurting, they're scared, they have a lot of anxiety, they're questioning who God is. They don't know who God is, but they question who God is. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There are people out there, when you talk to them, you'll find out, I promise. When you have a little bit of boldness, you go up to someone, you talk to them, you pray for them. They will let you know what they're hurting about, but they're confused. But Jesus said, that's the harvest. They're asking for me. They want me. They don't know me. The love of God that made them, that created them, is looking upon us. He created them. He wants to love them, be their father. He wants them to know it. We have been called to be Jesus's ambassador, to bring that love 
to the lost out there because they need it. They are asking, the harvest is plentiful. There are people sitting out there wondering who God is. And that God is asking us to take it from here and bring it out there. And we love it. We have seen God, I promise you, do so many miracles right in front of our eyes. Just yesterday morning, I just took a quick walk. I met a couple. She had a sister in her head. I prayed. The sister went away. At Hampton Beach, I could tell you a hundred stories of the miracles that God does right in front of us. We preach the gospel. We just preach the gospel. In Luke 9, Jesus said, preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. In Luke 10, he said, heal the sick and preach the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. God wants to use us in many, many different ways. We all have gifts. We don't have, a, we don't have to have a special gift to go out and preach the gospel. We don't have to. We don't need a special gift to go out and pray for people and see God do miracles. It was all through the book of Acts. Jesus said, those who believe, these signs will follow. You will lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. We just took a little bit of faith. Yesterday, we went out with John and Karen Janowski. And I don't know if you know them, but they're, they are the sweetest loving people They come to this church here. And we just took a walk in Hampton Beach and I can tell you, seven, eight different stories of us just preaching the gospel to people, and I promise you, they're hurting. They need God, and God needs us to show that love to them. And so, Father, I just put and pray a desire for all of us that we will get off these seats and this love that we have as a group, because God, we are his children. He loves us so much. He has forgiven us of all our sins. He wants us to share that with others. So I just pray we have that desire in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me invite you all where you are to take a couple minutes now to pray for anyone who comes to mind that you want to pray for in this regard. Family members, friends, co-workers, uh, maybe people you don't even know yet that you could be building relationships with soon, just like they were talking about. Take a couple minutes to pray for that, and then Kirk will close us out from this time. gave us this mission to go and make disciples of all nations. You knew we couldn't do it on, do it on our own. <laughs> you knew that we were insufficient. But that's exactly where your spirit comes in and moves in and through us, transforming our hearts to love, to believe you, and to see the brokenness around us and seek in your love to speak your truth, your healing, your hope to it. Thank you that your gospel is always relevant. It's always relevant. 
I want to invite us to do one more thing as we end. Uh, you all stand up. One final song. We're going to sing a song we've sung before called The Blessing. But the way that I want us to think about this is I'm going to sing this over you. But as I sing this over you, you're receiving it. But as you sing it, I want you to sing it over our communities. That make sense? So those you're thinking about, as I sing over you, this is a perfect picture of how we receive God's love and learn to give it. That you receive this song for yourself as Shelby and I sing it over you and Hannah. But I want you, as you sing it, to be looking out, to be thinking about our community and how you can sing it over our towns, our communities, our families, our neighbors. All right? Here we go. Lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you be gracious to you the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace sing that again the Lord bless the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, Lord, turn his face toward you, and give you peace. Within you, he is with you, he is 
This is just the kickoff of a week of prayer. <laughs> Man, I... <laughs> Amen. Lord, that is your people. <laughs> Declaring your praise, your glory. We love you, we enjoy you, and we expect you because we know who you are to do powerful things, not just in our lives, but in the lives of our neighbors, our communities, our families, in this church. So, Lord, as we go out from here this week, may we continue in this attitude of expectancy. When tomorrow morning, when we wake up and the enemy tries to whisper those lies in our minds, that come every single Monday morning, we say, uh-uh, not today, not today. Because we know who our God is and that you are alive and working in and through us, God, that we can live a victorious life no matter the circumstances. So we love you, we praise you, we expect you to do big, great, powerful things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So church, we go out of here with that expectation.